A global pandemic forced us to close the labs and pause experiments. But for our lab, science has always been about building community. So today, we're chatting with fellow researchers about their experiences in lockdown. I'm Andrew Pelling, and you're listening to Quarantimes. What's up, listeners? I already ate all my quarantine snacks, so to get my mind off of my boredom-induced hunger, let's dive into another episode. Today we'll be talking to Cassidy Swanston, the lab science communication director and recent graduate of the University of Ottawa. Welcome, Cass. Hi, Nikki. Thanks so much for having me. Anytime. Even though I know a bit about you, could you tell the listeners about yourself and your role at the Pelling Lab? Sure. So I started at the lab two years ago. Um, I'm the communications director, so I handle all things media and marketing for Andrew and for the lab. So I still do that, but I also um, do research as well. So I'm a research assistant too. What kind of projects have you worked on so far as science communications director for the lab? So it depends on when we're talking about. So I've done everything from web design to graphic design to event planning to media relations Everything changes so fast and depends on what season we're in in the lab. So I kind of take on anything that needs to be done. And are there any upcoming projects that we should keep an eye out for? Yeah, so we have a lot of exciting projects in the works. Uh, We're really looking forward to um, some big ideas that we have for the fall that are still a little bit under wraps. We're waiting to apply for some grants and see if we get those. Yeah, in summer of 2018, you planned an amazing um, 10-year anniversary party for the lab, so that was awesome. But in addition to that, what kind of experiments or research are you working on? I've been working on testing a device that takes cells and rocks them back and forth, but in a way that the food only travels over the cells in one direction, not both directions. And that's really similar to how a lot of cells in our bodies work, for example, inside our blood vessels. We only have blood traveling in one direction, right? And so this device will hopefully be able to be used to test cells and see how they react under that pressure in one direction. Since isolation has started, have you had any time to work on that at all? Unfortunately, my research is completely on hold as it's been classified as non-essential, and unfortunately there's not too much I can do from home on it. But also just trying to get through exams as I was still in school this semester, so I just finished those. Oh yeah, how did that go? And how did the university actually deal with everything being online? Actually, I was pleasantly surprised. The university made a lot of really good accommodations for us, so I can't complain about that. It was definitely a bit weird um, and a bit difficult to get used to, but I can't complain. I'm really happy that I still got to finish this semester. And you graduated, so congratulations. Thank you. I know you didn't get to properly celebrate, so how was it not being able to have a convocation? Yeah, it was pretty disappointing. Unfortunately, there's not much else to say about it. It's for the greater good, so I can't really complain too much, but it definitely is pretty disappointing to work towards something for five years and put your entire life into it and then not be able to celebrate it. I'm sure it feels super anticlimactic. And as you said, obviously it's for the greater good, but it still sucks. And I know that you run a nonprofit, which obviously had a lot of events and programs that were canceled because of the isolation. So what is your nonprofit all about? And how did the isolation actually affect the organization? So I run a nonprofit called Pulsar Collective. I'm the executive director and we fight for gender equality in STEM. So before quarantine started, we had actually just launched a new program, which is a classroom visit program where 
uh, non-binary and female university students go into high school classrooms and tell them about their path to get into STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, and what influenced their decisions and give them uh, advice for university and whatnot. Uh, so that had just launched, and then we were supposed to have our inaugural gala five days after quarantine started, so of course that didn't happen. So right now we're trying to fi figure out how we can pivot in the new year to be offering programs online, because it's looking like the universities will be closed next year as well. I was really disappointed about the classroom visit program getting cancelled, since I was so excited to volunteer for that and spread Pulsar's message across high schools. And more than that, the gala was also canceled. I know that you and Rana were really invested in it and put in so much time and effort into it. So after it was canceled, how did you cope with that? Yeah, so I mean, it was it was very disappointing because, of course, we did all the work for it, for it to be <laughs> canceled at the very last second. So I guess in the first week or so, I, I was definitely in panic mode, having to make the executive decisions and make the very difficult decision that was to cancel that huge event at the last minute, um, which came with a significant loss to my team. So I had to, you know, kind of manage them and their needs and their expectations as well as all of our contracts and finances and whatnot. So I was pretty panicked about it. Then I was sad about it. Yeah, rightfully so. And you're only 22 and you've created this organization and you've managed to run it so well, in my opinion. But what made you initially want to start Pulsar? I started Pulsar Collective because there are a lot of organizations out there who do work for women in STEM. That market is definitely already saturated enough, but I noticed that a lot of those organizations are not very inclusive of all genders, all races, all sexualities. A lot of the time it turns very much into the white women in medicine party, and I didn't feel like those organizations were serving the communities who need it, it most. So. I'm working on trying to do as much as I can to solve that in my own way. Yeah, at least at the institutions that I've been at, I haven't come across an organization like Pulsar that aims to promote these communities, specifically in STEM. And more institutions need to talk about intersectionality. And as you said, not just have this white women in medicine party. So it's super admirable that she founded it. The gala that was canceled, what was it supposed to be all about? Well, the gala was going to be a networking night as well as a fundraising night for Pulsar. Um, we had all sorts of amazing keynote speakers and mentors lined up as well as food and drinks and activities and so many people were going to be there and it was supposed to be a really amazing night of celebration. Well, it sounds like it was going to be a sick night, so I can't wait for it to be put on when quarantine ends. In addition to running your own nonprofit, you also did a TEDx talk, which definitely touched on the hardships that we experience in life. What can we learn from your talk? So uh, my TEDx talk was called Creating Opportunity, and it was about how you can take the hardships in your life, the, the difficult things that have happened to you, and repurpose them in a way that serves others. Do you think that this pandemic is a good example of how we can do that? Well, I think a lot of people already are doing it. Um, just thinking about the local community and how many people have stepped up to the plate and Despite the fact that everyone is dealing with a global communal hardship right now, so many people are volunteering their time. I mean, think about the makerspace on campus, making face shields, and I'm thinking about the medical students who are doing PPE drives just in our community alone. And so I think a lot of people are doing that. They're channeling the frustration and the boredom um, 
that everyone is feeling, the anxiety that everyone is feeling, and channeling it in a way that helps others in the community who are vulnerable. You're someone I really look up to in terms of taking the initiative to better your own mental health because you have helped me quite a bit and I know that you actively take the tools that you need to better your mental. So do you have any tips on how to do that during this time? I guess I would say the first thing that you need to try and focus on is just be gentle with yourself. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. No journey is ever going to be perfect. There's going to be ups and downs no matter what. And the best thing I think you can do for yourself is try and give yourself a break. I guess treat yourself like you would treat a friend, not how you want to treat yourself. That's definitely the number one thing that I've learned from you and has helped me the most. And I find that as academics, we tend to be really hard on ourselves as we compare ourselves to others that are, you know, maybe in different career stages in our lives. So I do think that's a great step to start with. In terms of your own mental health, how are you coping with quarantine as of now? Yeah, so I've been I've been making a lot of art. I've been painting and drawing quite a lot. I've been doing a lot of digital art on Procreate which has been a lot of fun, and besides just being fun, it's a great learning tool for me considering how much graphic design I do uh, in my day job. This A lot of the skills are very transferable, so I've been having a lot of fun and learning a lot by doing that, as well as reading a lot, and I've also been working out. I'm pretty lucky that I've got a mini home gym here, so I've been staying active and trying to stay healthy and hoping to come out on the other side of this um, a little healthier and happier, I guess. I love that. I am definitely on the same boat and I'm so grateful for those things as well. And I want to know, what are you grateful for? What am I grateful for? Um, I'm grateful that I still have a job. I'm grateful that my family and my friends are all healthy. And I am grateful... I can't say Tiger King, I guess. I am grateful for this opportunity to pause a little bit and take some more time to pursue things that make me happy because what I was doing last semester, which was working and studying nonstop, was not sustainable. So I'm really grateful to have the time to spend a little more of it on myself. I'm happy you got to have that time for yourself. You really deserve it. And with that, thanks for being on the show, Cassidy. I'm so excited to see you after all of this is over. Yes, thanks so much for having me, Nikki, and I can't wait to see you and everyone else in the lab as well when this crazy time is all over. And to our listeners, maybe before you go to bed tonight, ask yourself what you're grateful for. I'm Nikki McGilliver, and catch you next time on Quarantimes.